What's up, y'all, man? We back. Episode 3, man. Two Bros and Sports Talk, man. Um, Before you watch this video, make sure you subscribe and like and comment, man. Uh, as you can see, my brother ain't here today. Uh, he had a lot going on, so it was a lot of time conflicting, but um, he should be back next week, you know what I mean, for another hot episode. But um, to then, I'm going to be taking over uh, today. So let's go ahead and jump into it, man. But um, our first topic is uh, it's going to be our prediction thoughts um, about the uh, the first round of the NBA playoffs. Um, first series I'm going to start with is the Utah and Dallas series. Um, it was a pretty good game. Um, and, I, I mean, Dallas did very well compared to, you know, what I thought they was going to do without looking, you know what I mean, uh, these first two games. So, um, they kept it close, but in the end, Utah prevailed. Um, Donovan Mitchell did his thing. Um, he got help with Badanovich. And, um, and I want to say uh, Conley. Well, mostly Badanovich because Badanovich had 26. Mitchell had 32. Um, so, yeah, man, you know, they – Showing that they still got that 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 core or that 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 that, that strength that everybody been saying they've been having the last two or three years, but you know of course they ain't been put it together for a championship, but they still got it. You know what I mean? And then uh, with Dallas, um, maybe got most of their scoring from Jalen Brunson and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, but um, like I say, they need they definitely need Luca to win this series. I don't see them being Utah Jazz if they don't have Luca this series. Um, but like I say, off game one, um, it's a little like the Jazz could take both games, but you know, Dallas is at home, so and they play a lot better when they at home. So I can see uh Dallas stealing one without Luca. Just so when you come back game three or four, you know, they could try to make a run to win the series. Um but I think overall in this series I think I had I, I wanna say I had the Jazz winning it, but um you know what I'm gonna stick with, it. I think the Jazz will win it. I just feel like um, Dallas still ain't really there where they need to be so far to making that push for for a championship. I just don't think they have it, but I could be wrong. We go see, but um, yeah, for right now, I just I think I think the Jazz is go you know win that series. Um, the next series we can go with is uh who was that um who also played yesterday was um. Philadelphia and Toronto. Um, I think this could be possibly go back and forth until maybe the game six. Um, and I think whoever uh, wins game five is going to win game six. Um, but um, it was pretty much a blowout from the beginning. Uh, Philadelphia came out and ball, did their thing. Then on top of that, they at home. So they always play great at home. Um, I want to say, uh, hold on. I want to say MB led in scoring, as he always do. Um, hold on, I'm trying to get to it. Let me see. Um, well, no, Ashley Spire Harris had the most points, so that was shocking me. But um, he had 26 points, six rebounds, six assists. So he's stepping up like everybody expecting or want him to. They helped him make that push for that. Uh, for the finals, um, Maxi had 38. The boy went off, man. Um, 
Yeah, 38, four rebounds, two assists. And that was a big help as well because, I mean, like I said, MB only had 19. We still had uh, a double-double, had 19 points, 15 rebounds. And then uh, James Harden had 22 and 14. He also had a double-double. So to see that, you know, the, they surround the cast, it can help chip in when they're not stepping up or they're not doing their usuals. Um, that's that's big for them. So, you know, that was a big win for them uh, with from their supporter cast. And then uh, with Toronto, um, they were pretty much even across the board so far as point-wise. Uh, Fred Buffy had 18. Scott Barnes had 15. Uh, he almost had a triple double, actually, out there. He be balling. Um, uh, Siakam had 24, and then OG had uh, 20. So, I mean, they, you know, they, they, they getting their numbers, but, you know, they're not doing enough to, you know, put them where they need to be to win the game. But, um, overall, I think, you know, I had, I, I, I want to say I had the Sixers winning this, uh, series. Um, I just don't think. Toronto got enough to stick with Embiid and James Harden, especially when they're rolling. And then, like I said, in game one, they weren't really rolling like that, and they still won by 20. So, you know, um, I think the Sixers go win this uh, series and advance to the next round. Um, the next series, uh, I'm going to go with um, the Denver and Golden State series. Um, that was another game that kind of got out of hand after a while. Um I think it was, I want to say the first quarter it was back and forth. Um, Golden State started off a little slow, but once they picked it up, man, it was it was on from there. Uh, Jordan Poole, shout out that boy, he he balled out this game, man. Um, let me go to it. I want to say he had like thirty points. Yeah, I want to say he went for thirty, and that was even with. Uh, Stephen Curry coming off the bench, you know they didn't start him because they just wanted to see how, what rhythm he could uh, be in, come you know to start the game or just if he played that game, just wanted to see you know how he would come out. But um, yeah, Jordan Poole had thirty points. Um, Clay had nineteen. Steph had sixteen. So that's big, you know, to have a role player, you know, score that many points when the star players, you know, ain't clicking. You know what I mean? And that's big. So they let him know once. Steph Curry and Clay kind of get back in rhythm like they need to. It's going to be on, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then Andrew Wiggins had 16. And he almost, uh, well, no, he ain't had a triple-double. He had a close to a double-double. But, yeah, that was big for them, man. Um, then with Denver, um, Jokic had his numbers, 25 and 10 with six assists. Uh, Will Barn had 24. And uh, Mike Morris had 10. And Bones Holland had 10. So, um, <clears throat> for Denver to win, they're going to need a little more from Eric Gordon. And um, I want to say, uh, so even DeMarcus Cuts come off the bench because he can score too, you know what I mean, when he's, he's with him. But um, overall, I think Golden State's going to win this series. I mean, Denver, they just, without Jamal Murray and um, – Really, Jamal Murray. If they had him in the lineup, I might give him a shot of being the Warriors. But I just don't see them uh, outstanding, out, out, you know, kind of beating out the Warriors. I don't see it, especially when they got Steph, Clay, and Draymond. And I feel like they will finally get their rhythm within this series and kind of get them going to make that push, man. But um, like I said, game one was it was it was basically a runaway for the Golden State, man. 
And if it's the same way in um, in game two, I guess I really can see a sweep, to be honest. Um, but y'all stay tuned, man, and make sure y'all pay attention to it as the uh, first round go along. Um, and then uh, the next series, um, which was who played? Who else played yesterday? Uh, hold on one second. See, yeah, I want to say that was it. Other series yesterday. Oh, I forgot one series: the Memphis and uh, Memphis Grizzlies and the um, Minnesota Timberwolves. Now that's gonna be a real classic series, man. Um, of course, uh, the Timberwolves prevailed yesterday, um, which I kind of saw because I know I know, know they kind of. Running hot off, you know, they big win in the playoff playing tournament. So you know, they feeding off the energy that hey, you know, we could beat anybody. And I think Grizzlies just came out flat thinking that, okay, well, they more in the playing, but hey, we the best team or we consider one of the best teams in the West. But you can't go out there like that, man. You gotta you gotta show every team or whoever you playing against that hey, we the best. You gotta show it. But um I think this one will go back and forth. I could really see a seven game series. Um, but I will say this, if Minnesota keep playing the way they played in game one, they could win in six games to me. I'm just putting that out there. Because um, Memphis, they, they, like I said, they didn't come to play yesterday. They got to come to play in game two if they want to get back in the series and possibly take back over the series. Um, ja, um had 32 yesterday with eight assists. Um and I think that's that's big, even though you know they lost, but it still can show that he could put up more because he was averaging only twenty points in the regular season against them. So he put up thirty two to let you know that he, you know, what I mean, he he could score, but he just need help from his supporting supporting cast. Um, let me see who else did good on the team. Um, Dylan Brooks had twenty four. Uh, Jerry Jackson had 12, but he was off yesterday, along with Desmond Devane. He was kind of off, too. So, um, for them to, like I say, take back over this series, they, they need Bane and Jerry Jackson to get back on point. So, they, you know what I mean, take back over. Um, in Minnesota, the boy Anthony Edwards went off, had 36, um, 36 points, 6, uh, six assists, 2 blocks, and still. Um, Carly Towns at 29, 29 and 13. Um, Malik Beasley had 23 coming off the bench, man. So, you know, they it's always big to have a bench player come out to score 20 points. You know what I mean? That's almost a guaranteed win if you can have that. Um, so yeah, man, like I say, they, they did their thing. Uh, with see to see if they you know keep that same level of play or they uh fall behind and let you know Grizzlies take take back over. Um but like I said I see I can see this going to seven games with the Grizzlies pulling it out. I really feel like the Grizzlies is the better team. They just gotta readjust or make adjustments for game two to get them back where they need to be. Um but then we can move on to the series that took took that took place today. Um, the first one, which was my Atlanta Hawks versus the Heat, 
Um, I just don't think, you know, uh, the Hawks came prepared today. They uh, went in a lot of uh, open shots. They, well, they missed a lot of open shots. And then, I mean, don't get me wrong, Miami came out flat too. But the thing is, when you're the lowest seed, you got to take advantage of that. And that's what the Hawks weren't doing. It was kind of like they was, they, they, they see Miami miss a shot. Oh, well, we can miss a shot too. No, you got to jump on those opportunities. Because if they would have jumped on those opportunities, they probably would have got out to a big lead that would have helped them momentum for the rest of the game. But, um, like I said, they got out to a very slow start. And then once Miami found their rhythm, they just took off. They didn't look back, you know what I mean? But um, I do think, you know, it could go six games. Um, I think the Hawks can win at least two games. Um, but I do think Miami's going to eventually win it. They're just the better team, especially defensively. And then they're just playing with that pedigree of, you know, we're trying to, you know, go for it all. So, um, and Trey must play better if even they want to have a shot of winning, you know, this series. They got – Trey got to play better along with the supporting cast. It really the whole team. But Trey definitely got to set the tone. If he don't set the tone, then everybody else ain't going to really play that well. So, um, so yeah, man. Um, I got the Heat winning, like I said, in six games. Um, to move on to the next round. But um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, man. If the Hawks can bounce back and win game two, then, hey, you might be looking at something serious for real. Um, the uh, next series, which is uh, B- Brooklyn and Boston, um, this was a good game, good first game, man. Uh, I'm still shocked that the next loss. Um, and then my thing is Kyrie was just standing there like he didn't see the pass coming. Like, it's right there, man. You got to see that. But overall, you know, uh, Boston pulled it out in the last few seconds. Um, shout out to um, Jason Tatum, man. He really wanted to win that game. You could tell, you know what I mean? But um, I really think Boston still has a shot. Not Boston, but Brooklyn has a shot winning this series. Um, and like I say, it's a long series, so they still got opportunity to, you know, find a rhythm, make adjustments, you know, try to find a way to get back into the series and possibly win it. Um, but KD has to have a better game, even though, you know, he still had 23 points, but he had six turnovers. Um, he shot 20% from three-point line. Um, and 37% from the field. So that's not good. That's not the KD we used to. And, you know, kind of like what Charles Barkley was saying, if, you know, the Nets want to have a shot of winning, KD and Kyrie got to be on. It ain't no no one got to be on, the other one could be off. Both of them got to be on at the same time, each game for them to win. And let's be honest, they don't have the defense, you know what I mean? But my thing is, on that last play, they should have had Drummond in because I feel like he would have got the rebound or made a block or something. But, that's another story for another day, man. But um, overall, I expect it to be a good series. I still think it's going to go seven games. Um, but I'm pulling from Brooklyn. I really want to see them get there, man. I really- As we take this brief intermission, I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. Do us a huge favor and subscribe to this podcast and also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is also Two Bros and Sports Talk. And follow us on these social media platforms for Twitter. You can follow us at Two Bros Sports Tall One. Once again, for Twitter, it's Two Bros Sports Tall One. And on IG, it's Two Bros Sports Talk. 
Once again, IG Sport Two Bros and Sports Talk. Please follow, follow, and subscribe us. Subscribe to us on all those platforms, and continue to enjoy the show. Thank you. We want to see the AFC get to the finals. They probably, I don't think it's ever happened in the NBA, but if anybody that could do it, or not, not an eighth, but um, a seventh seed, make it to the finals. I don't think it's ever happened. If it has, somebody, you know, comment below, let me know. But um, I just want to see it happen, man. Because, like I say, they've been dogged, talked about all season. I really want to see them get to the finals, man. But um, it's going to be a hard road. But I think they can do it if they just play together and play as one unit. Um, but like I said, with Boston, they also have a good team. Uh, Tatum, Brown, Smart, um, I hate I'm saying the Horford, he kind of blended with them a, a whole lot better than uh, any other team he had been with outside of the Hawks. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how the series goes, man. But uh, I do have, like I said, I do have Brooklyn pulling out of seven games. Um, the next series, we got, uh, which actually their first game just concluded, um, the Chicago Bulls versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, it was pretty much... Uh, Chicago got off, got off to a slow start, but I, uh, as I seen as the flow of the game, they um, got back into it and they got their defense started to kick in a lot more. Because um, for the most part of the game, you know, they was going back and forth, and then uh, it was very low scoring. But I think to close out the fourth quarter, Milwaukee kind of caught their rhythm and, you know, took over the game and eventually prevailed them to the win, 93-86. Um, let me see the numbers from this one. Uh, Giannis had 27 and 16. Um, Brooke Lopez had 18. Drew Holly had 15. Um, Chris Munson only had 11 points, which is shocking. And he had seven turnovers. So they play like their next game. I don't know. I think the Bulls might can pull it out, man. Um, let me see the Bulls. On the Bulls side, uh, Vilchich had 24 and 17. Uh, Zach Levine. Had 18 and 10, had a double double. Uh, DeMar Rosa had 18, 8 and 6 with three steals. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they played pretty solid, but somebody got to stand out and take over. Um, whether it's Levine or DeRozan, they got to find somebody that can, you know, can take over the game because the Bucks is already a tough team to beat, but you can't, you know, when you got the chance to take the lead or close out the game, you got to take advantage of it. The teams like that, they don't go away. Um, but like I said, for the first game, it was, it was pretty pretty good. Um, but overall, I think the Bucks still is going to take this series. Um, but I would like to see it go to at least six games. Because um, I think I'm not going to say the Bulls not a good. they definitely a good team. Um, but I just don't think they have enough talent to really beat out the Bucks right now. But um, you never know. Like I said, in the NBA players, you never know what may happen. But uh, like I said, I got the Bucks in six games to move on to the next round. Um, now the last series, which just started, uh, Phoenix and uh, New Orleans. Uh, and right now, as I expected, Phoenix is up big, twenty-six to twelve right now in the first quarter. So um, I really expect Phoenix to sweep the Pelicans. Um, but shout out to McCullum and Ingram. You know they fought hard for to get their team in the playoffs. 
and they did good at doing it, but they going against a, a team that's that's hungry for that championship, which they should have won last year. But like I said, that's another story, man. Uh, but yeah, they, they I think Phoenix is gonna sweep them, man. I don't think they stand a chance to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see it. <laughs> I just don't see it happen, man. But um, like I said, with uh, with Phoenix, you know, they got the CP3s and the Booker's and. Aiden, DeAndre Aiden, then they added JaVale McGee, you know, uh, coming off the bench, who already won three championships. Uh, well, I really want to say four championships because he got one with uh, the Lakers as well. So, yeah, man, I just don't see them beat. I don't see the Pelicans beating them at all. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a sweep, and uh, we'll see them, whoever they play in the next round. Um, so, yeah, man, that's my thoughts about the first round of the playoffs. Um Make sure y'all stay tuned, man. And then y'all comment below, man. Let me know who y'all think I got completely wrong or who, or who gonna win the, uh, those series, man. Whether it's the uh, the Nets or even uh, even uh, or even Phoenix. If you think the Phoenix go slip up and the Pelicans go be on, you never. I mean, hey, whatever you whatever you think, let me know, man. But um, we're gonna move on to the next topic, which is uh, will Mark Jackson be the right coach for the Lakers next season? Um. Now, most people, you know, when it comes to Mark Jackson, they, you know, kind of like when he, he comes up as a coach, a lot of people get upset because they feel like, you know, Steve Kerr came in and took over his team, which is true, you know what I mean? But, which I didn't really know um, when that when he did get fired, that it was, um, it was a little conflict between him and the GM and I think maybe the owner or some of the executives, you know what I mean? But, um the end of the day, whatever it was, he the one that jump-started the words to where they are now. You know what I mean? People wanna don't want to admit that, but that's the truth. You know what I mean? He kind of jump-started the words to where they are now, especially with Stephen Curry and Clay. You know what I mean? He kind of gave them the go, like, hey, you know, shoot, if it's open, shoot it. You know what I mean? But um, I think he'll be a great coach for the Lakers. But the thing is, do he want to take on all those, you know, that ego mentality or hard egos and – um, being on a coaching LeBron led team and stuff like that. I mean, not to say LeBron is not a good leader. He's a great leader, but it's just a lot comes with him being on the team. A lot of it was attention, media attention, uh, scrutiny, all that. Man, you know what I'm saying? So, um, it's just gonna be, you know, do you wanna, you know, be be the coach for them, and do you wanna accept that, you know, that role that hey, you know. I'm the head coach, but LeBron is going to be still behind the scenes and kind of have his say-so or whatever. Um, and like I said, I, I've been saying he shouldn't have never got fired from the Golden State Warriors anyway because his, the first year, they, well, I don't think it was the first year he was the coach. It might have been, but I know I want to say it's the second year when they made the playoffs and they, they, they played really good, man. When, they, when I saw it, I said, yeah, that, that's going to be a team to be record with soon, real soon. Um, and then, like I say, you see what turned out. It just, you know, they fired him and let Steve Kerr come in and, you know, won championships and all that with the team that, you know, the man built. And then I feel like they should give him a championship ring, but end of the day, they probably ain't going to do it. They feel like, hey, it is what it is. But um, Mark Jackson should be, will be a great coach for them, man. Um, but they still got to, to me, they still got to make a lot of moves to kind of get the right team together. Um I know a lot, a lot of people say trade Westbrook, but um, I think he still can, they still can win the championship with him there. 
I think they just got to find or help him find his role within the team. Because um, let's be honest, he's ball dominant. And you already know LeBron is ball dominant, so you can't excuse me, y'all, but you can't expect two ball dominant players to be on the same team and coexist. Um, somebody got to give up the ball, or somebody got to come off a screen, or you know what I mean, something like that, or just play off ball. Um, so they just they definitely have to make adjustments within the roster. Um, I think AD still could help if he can stay healthy, but I don't know, you know. That's the, that's the big question about can he stay healthy for a full 82 season? You know what I'm saying? Full 82 games. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what moves they make in the offseason. Uh, it's still going to be a while for the offseason. So um, they got a lot of time to think on, you know, who they want to be their next coach and what moves they want to make to kind of better the team. But to me, I feel like Doc Jackson should, if he doesn't get with the Lakers, he should get it with somebody else. You know what I mean? But I think he's been enjoying, you know, the uh, commentating. His commentating career, I think he's been enjoying it a lot. So um, I think it's going to be a hard bargain to try to get him away from him. But you never know. You know, money talk. So when they give him the right price, he might jump on him. But um, yeah, like I said, overall, I think Mark Jackson could be a great could be a great coach for the Lakers, man. But it's just like I say, he just got to, you know, it's up to him if he want to take on that, you know, that LeBron-led team and, and what comes with it. But um, y'all comment below, man. Let me know who y'all think should be. Who should be the Lakers' next head coach, or do you think Mark just is the fit for them? Uh, yeah, just comment below. Let us know, man. Uh, our next topic. Uh, I'm gonna give y'all a few uh, players that I thought before the playoffs started that could have a breakout, um, perf- uh, breakout performance or breakout series um, this playoffs. Um, my first one, which was Anthony Edwards. Um, Cause I felt like he was ready, or he was made to be in, in the playoffs. You know what I mean? And I know this would be his first time, so he go try to show and let him know, hey, I belong here. Um, and we all saw that yesterday. He went off. He had 36 points in his first career playoff game. You know what I mean? That's big. You know what I mean? And he a hometown boy, so you know we got to represent for the ATL. You know what I'm saying? But uh, but yeah, that, uh, he was one of them. Um, Tyrese Maxey. Um, I didn't think it was gonna be this early. But I knew they was gonna have to depend on him sooner, sooner or later within this series, to make a big, you know, big splash, and he did it within the first game as well. Um, with uh, James Harden and uh, Joel Embiid not doing well in the first game, that he had, he figured that he had to step up. You know what I mean? And he did that. So shout out to him, man. He did his thing yesterday, man. Uh, next one, Jordan Poole, which. I kind of had him as the, uh, the sixth man of the year, in the beginning of the year, but I don't think he go get it. I think it's going to uh, Tyler Hero. Uh, well, not not sixth man, I'm sorry. Most improved. Um, I think that's probably, um, it should go to him, but uh, for what I seen earlier today on TNT, I think it's going to go, uh, it may go to John Morant. Because um, he, he brought the Grizzlies from the bottom all the way to almost the top of the West. So, um, I can really see him getting it. Um, but Jordan Poole deserves it as well, man. He been balling all season, man. He really has. And then like I said, the performance he had yesterday, he had thirty points. You know what I mean? His first career playoff game as well. So yeah, man. It's, 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 he gonna make the words more interesting, man. Just you know what I mean, just having that fire in him, you know what I mean? that want him 
be a, a good player. You know what I mean? Along with Steph and Clay. You know what I mean? Um, another one was Desmond Bain, which also been playing good in the starting lineup all year long. Um, he didn't have a good game uh, yesterday, but I, I expect him to bounce back in game two. Um, really, the whole team to bounce back because I just don't see them going down 2-0. But if they do, it's, it could get ugly. It really could. Um, but, yeah, he, he had just had to bounce back, man. Um, I think he was I think he's another candidate for most improved as well. So, um, yeah, we're going to see, man, um, who comes out with the most improved award. Um, another award, I mean, another uh, player that uh, could see having a, ba- a breakout series or even playoff, whole playoff, uh, Michael Bridges. Um, even though he kind of stepped up a lot last year in the playoffs, but I think with this one, this year, this year in the playoffs is going to take him to another level. Um, especially with uh, the time that Chris Paul had done miss, he kind of had to step up along with Devin Booker, you know, to make sure they continue that push to be the top seed. So um, I can see him making a big splash. If not this series, probably the next series. But somewhere down the line, I feel like he going to have to step up to make a, uh, to put them where they need to be. Uh, and the next one, uh, I'm saying Zach Levine. Um, I think he definitely had to step up if they go beat the Bucks. Um, and that's my guy from UCLA. You know what I'm saying? Been watching since UCLA days. Um, I think you know with him and DeRozan, they go have to you know go at it back and forth. You know what I mean? With the points to prevail them against the Bucks, man. It's gonna be a hard task, but. Levine for sure has to step up and, you know, do his thing. Um, and I feel like if he does it this series, that's going to prepare them where they need to be within the playoffs. Um, and then my uh, my bro suggested the uh, suggested Jaron Jackson. Um, he didn't have a good game either yesterday, but um, he's been a big part of the, uh, of the Grizzlies team this year, especially defensively. Uh, he's up for the defensive of the player, defensive player of the year award, um, which most people haven't getting it, um, but it's gonna be interesting to see uh, who does get it in the end. Um, but like I said, offensively, he has to be better next game because if he doesn't, that's that's not gonna help them at all to prevail. So, um, but he, 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 I think this series alone is what he he gonna need a breakout, just for sure. Um, but I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give one more. I'm gonna say, uh, let me see. Mm. And I guess you could say for the Heat, uh, I'm gonna say Tyler Hero. I think he has another. Uh, even though he had a good run in the bubble, I think this one is go. You know, I think somewhere in this playoffs he gonna have to have another good run, just like that he did in the bubble. Um, so yeah, man. I think with those players, I think they can help their teams, you know, prevail with those breakout series. But we got to stay tuned and see, man, if it happens. Um, but y'all comment below who y'all think, you know, um, who y'all who y'all have as a breakout player for the playoffs or for a certain series. Or even just, you know, who you think I got wrong that might have a breakout uh, series or playoffs. Um, but, yeah, y'all comment below, man. Um, our next topic uh which is which wide receiver prospect fits better with A-Rod and Pat Mahomes. Um, for Mahomes, 
I think uh, Jameson Williams is one. Um, he's fast. Uh, you get a lot of yak when you catch the ball, uh, as we've seen, uh, especially in the next championship game and all season long, um, which I still say to this day, if you know he didn't get hurt, you know that game probably would have came down to the last two minutes, uh, rather than you know Georgia, you know pulling it out the way they did. Um, also, uh, Chris Olave got the speed because at the end of the day, they just lost T- Tyree Hill, and I feel like you know they already uh, got two big receivers in uh, Valdez Scantling, and they got um, Juju Smith Juju Smith Schuster. Um, so they kind of you know big stocky receivers. So I feel like they go look for somebody they could you know be that that next Tyree Hill within the offense. Um, and that's Chris Olave. He got a lot of speed. You know, he um, he got a lot of uh, juice in him on the go. You know what I mean? But I don't know if he's going to be as shifty as Tyreek. You know what I mean? But, hey, you know, he got that speed. So they can use him however they want, whether it's in the slide, outside. Uh, probably bring him out the backfield a couple of plays. Um, however they want to use him, even on punt return. So, um, that's another good receiver that could uh they could use, the Chiefs could draft for Mahomes. Um Jahan Jahan Dotson. Uh, he another good receiver. To me underrated because uh of course he went to Penn State and then on top of that, um they didn't really have a good year last year, so um not too many people know about him. But I think he you know, he still could be that, you know, that Tyree Tyreek Hill factor within the offense. You know, they you know what I mean he also can move around whether it's on the outside or in the slot. Um my last one is Sky Moore. Um he's on the shorter end, um like Tyree like Tyree Hill. Um and he's got the speed I wanna say he ran like a four three or four four in the uh combine. So um yeah, I mean he's another one that you know what I mean could be shifty and can move him how they want to move him. Um, and use them in the return game. Um, for Aaron Rodgers, uh, I said Garrett Wilson. Excuse me, because they look to replace, of course, as y'all seen, Devontae Adams, um, which was kind of big and fast at the same time. Um, and Garrett Wilson is kind of that. He just, I, I want to say, like a slimmer frame, but he still got that speed and he got the size, you know, to go up to get the ball. Um, also got Drake London, who also, uh, he's more of a possession receiver, but he's big and stocky, and, you know, he's be useful in the uh, red zone or, you know, short yards, short yards, uh, games or whatever. Um, but yeah, he, he could be a good receiver for, uh, for, a- for A-Rod and the Packers. Um, Traylon Burks, I mostly say him because, you know, they run that, uh, West Coast type offense, so, um, they kind of use him. Kind of like how um, San Francisco was using uh, Debo, you know, put him at all different positions. Was running back, um, receiver, get him throwing the ball. You know what I mean? Just versatile. You know what I mean? Even in the punt return game, you know, so or kick return. So yeah, uh, that's another one they can use. And um, Christian, another one is uh, Christian Watson. Um, he's another. Player that another sleeper in the draft that people are saying that um, could turn out to be a good receiver depending on what team he go to, and I know that he's one of them that they were suggesting that uh, the Packers may try to get, but um, but yeah, he's he's a good receiver, uh, pretty fast, 
Um, I want to say he's like six feet or like six one, six two, something like that. Um, so yeah, he could be also be a good receiver for A. Rod, them man. But this draft is gonna be loaded with receivers, man, and um, it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, what team, what those two teams decide to do, because um, they made some big trades this offseason with their receivers. So it's gonna be some big shoes to fill to try to um, make sure they offense stay afloat. Um, but y'all come below and uh, let me know which receiver y'all think they go actually draft come uh, April 28th um, in, the, in the first round. So, uh, yeah, y'all come below, man. Let us let us know what y'all think, man. Um, and we finally re- reached our last topic, man. Y'all already know what it is. One, two, three, four, five. Our top five, man. Y'all know how we get down with it, man. But this time is uh, our top five NBA, NBA MVP candidates. Um, my first one, uh, of course, I got Joel Embiid. He's been dumbing it all year. Uh, even when they got uh, James Harden in the middle of the season, he's still been dumbing it. Um, and I think, you know, if he can stay that way, he can actually lead them to the finals, man. But, of course, you need that supporting cast. You can't do it with all by himself. He's going to need James Harden to step up as well. But um, as far as regular season, he was dumbing it all year, man. Um, and I want to say he's the, uh, he finished the season as the leading scorer. So, yeah, man, that was big. Um, number two, I got John Morant on because, like I said earlier, you know, he brought him from the bottom all the way later to the top for real, just to the two seed. But he, he brought him from, from the bottom for real, man. Um, I think, uh, he, he, I think he should have a shot at it, but, you know, like I said, right now, um, it, it looks like Embiid is going to grab it because, um, like I said, he's been more dominant. But John Morant definitely deserves a shot at, you know, getting the MVP, man. He did his thing this year all year long, even without him, um, even with um, him being injured. He came back and still ball. You know what I mean? Um, three, I got Giannis. You got to have him in there because, uh, like I said, he got them back to the top of the East um, as the uh, – that's the three seed. Um, and like I said, he still he played good all year long, you know, even though he might have missed a few games. But um, they've been, they, he had him in contention all, all year long. So you got to put him in there. Um, four, I got Jokic. Um, he been balling as well. With, uh, actually, him and Embiid was going back and forth on the uh, MVP list all year long. Um, but, I, I, I mean, I really honestly, I don't see him winning it. You know what I mean? But, like I said, you got to put him in there because he's been balling. You know what I'm saying? I think he was close to having a triple-double this season. Um, so, yeah, you got to put him in there, man. But I just don't think he's going to be in that top two of, of decision-making as far as uh, who they go choose to win it. And then um, five, I got to put them all on the list, man. Uh, he was balling all year, man, for the Bulls. And kind of, you know what I mean, he won and kind of propelled them. To you know, get to the playoffs, and I mean, don't even ruin no respect to my boy Levine. You know what I mean? Because he was doing things prior to Booker, but once they got Demar, that kind of pushed them over the top. That you know what I'm saying? Where they needed to be. Um, but you know, you got to put him in there. Like I said, he was balling all year, man, and he got some clutch shots in between the in between the season, the uh, some game winners. So, um, yeah, man, that's my top five, man. MVP, NBA MVP candidates, man. One, two, three, four. Feel, you know what I mean? But um, y'all comment below, man. 
who y'all think is gonna win MVP this year, man? Uh, or who's deserve more deserving of it? Um, whether it's Embiid or Jokic or Giannis or even Jock, let us know below, man. But um, once again, man, thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, it's been another episode of Two Bro and Sports Talk. Make sure y'all subscribe, like before y'all get off this YouTube, man. And uh, also, uh, like I said, what we said before on our last episode, man, y'all make sure y'all follow us on our social media, man. We're gonna be doing trivia questions again, or uh, or trivia contest, I should say. Uh, giving out more money, man, and little prizes, man. Uh, so yeah, man, y'all make sure y'all uh, follow us on YouTube. I mean, on YouTube, but uh, IG and Twitter. Like I said, on IG is two, two bros sports talk, and on Twitter is two bros. The number two bros, tall one. Um, those are uh, social media handles, man. Make sure y'all go follow them, man. And like I said, help us uh, get our views and share and all that, man. Help us out, man. We're trying to make this a whole TV show on YouTube, man. But we can't do it without y'all's support, man. So y'all help us out on that, man. But uh, until next time, peace.